All right, welcome back to a silver lined relaunch. And ooh, so good, so good. We have such a, I want to say it's got energy, it's got sexuality, it's got encouragement, it's got a little of everything. And when I first had an opportunity to hear about this amazing woman, and understand her journey, her story. I was like, oh my God, how fast can I get you on the show? This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the business bootcamp, which is a five day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Carolyn, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. This is so much fun for me. Thank you, Hillary. So great to be here. So well, what, what so many people probably don't know about you is that you have written a book and the book is 50 First Dates After 50. Yes. And it is, I mean, I had a chance to get a pre-copy of this. And I got to tell you, I was on a plane and I just, I just kept going with it. I was like, oh, this is so good. So I'm really excited to talk about your journey because it has been, you've had some very significant relaunches that have brought you to where you are. True, true. So, so um, true. So true. So we're going to dig into. Yeah. How we're far gonna, back do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's probably the most significant and your journey along the way of getting to the place where you wanted because you were a, you know, you were a top researcher. So you had something significant happen in your life. And even up to that point where you were really trying to find yourself. And I think that this book is such a, na a natural reflection of where you continued to go with it. Mm, that quest, mm -hmm. the quest yes. for, you know, the purpose, the why are we here, but you so, so fabulously put this together. So share with us, share with us where this began for you. Well, I'm going to, a little bit of backstory, just so you know why I did this. I, I mean, I I, I have to start in my 20s as a, as a feminist. I was a young feminist and 
I wanted to be, I didn't want to be a housewife and I wanted to be independent and strong. And I was getting there. I had good education and, and things. And then I felt I, I ended up being in Berkeley in the 1970s, which was very exciting for feminists. And a lot of people were becoming lesbians. And I did that because it, the men were really boring and it, it, they were just, <laughs> wait, 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 and they you were, gotta and, stop. you gotta stop there. <laughs> I love how you said, and I became a lesbian. I did that and the men were kind of boring. And I mean, I read this too in the book and I started laughing and I'm like, oh my God, my mom is rolling over in her grave right now listening to you. <laughs> so is mine, I think. Well, I want to say that the whole lesbian episode, which was 18 years, is, is going to be my second memoir. So I don't need to go into that now, but, but right. the point of it was I really... One, I the, the, I was disenchanted with men. They were sexist and boring, and the the women were so exciting, and it was so fun to be a lesbian. And I I was obviously bisexual, so I could be that. So I had a wonderful time being a lesbian, but I never found the right woman. I never found this woman of my dreams that I had. Mm -hmm. So I turned back to men after about eighteen years, gave it a good college try, and um I and the men had grown up. They were in their forties. We were all in our forties. They were not sexist. They had gone through the feminist battles with women and they were softer and nicer and funner and more interesting. It's such, a, it's such an interesting <laughs> way that you're describing your whole lesbian journey. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And, oh, and, and mm -hmm. you have the, you know, the bisexuality that, you know, you're, you're very open. Uh, you know, we've discussed the, some of the ideas behind it, but you were willing to give it a try for 18 years. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. All right. I got I gotta <laughs> ask you. Was there something that kind of set you off? Like, all right, now I got to try men. <laughs> was there, what was it? What was it that flipped you back over to, all right. Besides the fact that now you're in your forties and you were starting. Right. To was right. there something that you're like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. It, well, it was, I I'd had a few relationships and they hadn't worked out. And I, one of my last relationships with women was, you know, here I was trying to not be a housewife and be independent. And I was pretty, I was pretty androgynous by then. And the woman I was with the last time, she wanted me to be her housewife. <laughs> she was a little controlling. And I thought, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. That's this, ironic right there. I know, very ironic. Uh -huh. So after that, I just felt discouraged. I really hadn't, that was like my best shot. She was, you know, a lot of great things about her. So I, I, and one other dating thing didn't come out, come out right then. And then, then, and, and then I walked into my new job as a researcher at a community college and all the, that's when I noticed all the men and they were, how great they were. And I thought, and my body, it was actually, my body flipped. My body had flipped into only being attracted to women. Well, actually I was still attracted to men. And then it flipped back to only being attracted to men. When I in saw- the book, In your book, you were like, oh, I saw him. I'm like, kind of his body kind of turned me on. Yeah, yeah. So in a way I've been following my body and my heart about what I need at the moment. And what I needed in my forties was to date men. The problem was I had, all my relationships with women had been over only less than two years. And lo and behold, my relationships with men now were only for one or two years because I didn't really have the relationship skills. I'd been really focusing on my career. An advantage of being a lesbian was that I was totally realized that my financial future was up to me. And I got all these graduate degrees and a great job and realized, and I loved feeling that, that I was taking care of myself and being in financially independent. Um, but so I had not been working on my relationship skills at all. Um, and so I tried men for a while at, at about 10 years of it. And it was all, again, short relationships. Um, and then I discovered the Human Awareness Institute, this great organization that puts on workshops on how to have better relationships. 
and they had it at my favorite New Age retreat center, Harbin Hot Springs, which has since unfortunately burned down. But, but the workshops continue. And they gave weekend workshops on love, intimacy, and sexuality. And it was about exploring those concepts and feelings and being able to be open and honest and loving. And it was the most loving group of people I ever heard. It, it sounded kind of like, oh, I know all this. I know Psych 101. I know how to talk to people. But it was really learning how to be loving and kind and appreciative of other people and, of, and loving myself more. They had all these skills for teaching me that. And so I took the workshops then I started helping with them and 10 years into that. And all of a sudden I was in this huge community of people who are very loving and great relationships. What an interesting, yeah. I love that you had the, the knower to say, you know what? The know-how I think it's called, <laughs> the know-how. <laughs> no. That would be know-how to actually reach out to the Human Awareness Institute, really look at it, understand that, wait, 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 there's something going on here that my relationships are only lasting a couple of years. I have my career and I often talk about this concept of, you know, how come we always are, are challenged to have all three areas of our life work together, your business, mm -hmm. your relationships, the oh, relationship with yourself. You know, we think like, oh, well, my business is really going well. So it's okay that these other, but really you can have each and every one of those quadrants be at this, this high level and you went mm -hmm. for it and you're like, yeah. wait a second, I, I want this. Yes. Yes. I started the workshops while I was working and it was a great compliment to it. Yeah, yes. That's so great. So you're researching and you're like, oh, becoming like a researcher, you now know. And then what happened? Well, um, my first relationship with someone I met at, we call it high H-A-I, it's pronounced high, it's easier to say, um, was again for two years with a guy, but, but it, it was a very spiritual, sexual, wonderful relationship. And I felt like, well, you know, this is getting better. And then the next guy I was with, I was with for seven years. Um, and so I felt like I'm, I'm getting better at this. <laughs> and, and this and, is actually where you started the book. Yes. And this is where yeah. the book starts because this guy, Peter, um, was really the guy I thought I, I wanted to be with. And I really felt like I wanted to be with him, but he wasn't very committal. He was a Buddhist and he was not into attachment or commitment, although he was willing to make six, we made six month commitments, um, uh, six month at a time commitments. So that helped both of us yep. feel secure and free. But weren't but, you a little insecure when that five and a half month part a was little, A little, a like little, a little. You know, I, I look back, we ended up lasting for seven years. And when I look back, I thought, well, if I'd known we were going to go for seven years, I wouldn't have been so worried. Yeah. But so I would have loved to know that. And, and that, and so by the time we, I knew, realized, well, I'm ready to make a commitment. And, and he was not, and, and he had just had different life goals. He, he wanted to move, he lived in Hawaii already, and he wanted to move to Bali and meditate and read and not commit. The, so the Buddhist, the Buddhist, the Buddhist yeah. And I love that about him. And he was my, my vacation oasis in Hawaii and it, his peace and love, you know, was wonderful for me, but um, I'm a more active person and I like to have a lot of projects. I'm in the Bay area and I do a million things from, you know, from work to volunteer to garden and social. So we, it was a good time to part, but it was very sad. And I had to figure out, well, how am I going to get over him? You know, I still felt like he was my ideal guy, a Buddhist beach boy, basically I call him because that, and, and, um, and I loved that about him, but I knew I needed more, but I didn't know what I needed. Cause I had never, I hadn't been very good at Yeah, picking. Were you thinking, do I want to go back to women or do I want to stay? Right. With uh, well, yeah. 
I wasn't considering women then. I still was very interested in men. One of the things about being a lesbian for 20 years, when I started being with men, I, I really was eager to be sexual with men. And it was, I was still having a lot of fun doing that. So, um, so I, I thought of, so how can I, there's a couple of things as older women, when we date that we, that happen to us. And I saw it happening to my friends, you know, at, by the time, this is, I was in my late fifties, by the time we're in the late fifties and for every reason, want, want another partner, right? Or for me, the first real partner, um, there's a lot of weight on each date. We don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time to hang out with fun Bobby hoping Mr. Right comes along. We need to really figure out how to find Mr. Right if that's what we want. And so, and, and, and because of the weight of each date, what tends to happen, I saw in me and well, and, and other people, we, either, we do three things. We either settle for someone who's just okay. Someone comes along and they're, well, they're good. That's okay. I better settle for him. And you know, they could be fine, but, but I'm not gonna look more cause I don't have time. And I, it's too much of an effort. So that you either settle or you get discouraged. A lot of my friends were dating and then they, they put a lot of hopes in one guy because of the time pressure. And then they got devastated when they broke up, either for them, whichever reason. And then they, they got discouraged from dating. And then by then they were just sitting home alone watching TV. I saw this. And or they don't start dating either because they're scared or because um, they're um, they're very picky. That like no one is going to meet. This is what I want, and if I don't see him, I'm not even going to date. So I was trying to counteract all that. So I well, developed. That that, can I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> having I went through a divorce, and I was out there, you know, early 40s, three young little kids, as a single, you know, mom running a business, and so, you know, you get you get into this like either you're you just avoid it, and you're like I'm working, I'm taking care of the kids, working, taking care of the kids. This is my life, or you start to think, well. I've got this, I've got that. I'm not like I was when I was in my twenties. I'm so you do start to think like, you know, is this as good as I can get? I mean, it does. It's a, it's a mm -hmm. natural process. For yeah. all. So I all, I love what you also, um, in the book, you said it wasn't that you were doing 51st dates again, like the movie. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> you, you weren't trying to do the same date over and over and over. You literally wanted to experience men you wanted to experience a wide gamut of men exactly and, God, exactly I love that but but when you're sitting back there and you're like you were you were you just broke up with peter and you're trying to figure out you have that light bulb go off with your friend and you're like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do a research <laughs> and i'm gonna you know make this happen uh -huh. were you were you feeling like, you know, you were discouraged and devastated and, you know, were you in that point at that point or were you trying to avoid getting there? Yeah, I was just trying to avoid getting there. I, I wasn't that discouraged. I was sad about Peter and my breaking up. I was mainly sad and I was kind of giving myself a pep talk. Well, I'm, you know, and, and our breakup had been over a year and a half of deciding and thinking and stuff. So it wasn't like it had just happened, but I was sad that he left and I, and we were very close. We, we broke up as best friends almost. So it was hard. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a relationship. We broke up 11 times. Oh my God. Like, oh my I God. Know. I, I, could... I know. I got a few of those stories in my, you know, back pocket as well. Okay. So that now... might've happened. Yeah. yeah, crazy stuff. So yeah. you are now on this, this new journey, this yes, class. Yes, yes. And share with us like the beginning. 
Well, well, it had it, it had a few starts that were that were fun. I, I love the idea, as I say in my book. I I I, I thought of this great idea. It's going to be fifty. I'm going to have a goal. It was three elements. I was going to have a goal. It was going to be a research project, and I was going to date different types of men. Not every, you know every. Sometimes when we date, we only want to date someone who looks like might be our partner. But I didn't know what my partner would look like, so I was trying to cast a wide net and different do different types. I had to like them. I really did, you know, I couldn't, it was just, just not just anybody, but I had to like them, but I was uh, casting it wide. And then the other thing I was deciding, which I decided by the second date, was that I was going to have lovers who were not gonna be my partners as a, way to, as a way to support me along the way, because I was used to being sexual and sleeping with someone. And I didn't wanna put that on my new dates. And so-, um, so I love how open <laughs> and honest you are about your sexuality. Like you're mm -hmm. in the book, you're very much like, hey, you know, I enjoy sex. I, you know, and you mentioned this one part where hi, uh, the Human Awareness Institute really encourages you to have non-sexual encounters. Yes. And, yes. But yet on the same flip side, you're like, you know what? It was almost like you needed to, you needed to refuel yourself because for so long you didn't have any of that. Right. You right. Were like, right. Okay, yeah. Have the, you had the woman, you had the lesbian types of sexual encounters, but now you're like, all right, I'm ready. I want to do yeah, that. I was but very you ready. You want to just like call this book, you know, I've had sex with 50 guys. You wanted it to <laughs> no, be, it wasn't. you wanted to get to the date part. Whereas yeah. Right. Good point, Hillary. I, because I, I, I'm very conscious of this as a dating book. I, I really feel like I have I, the reason, the whole reason I wrote it is I feel like I had a couple of great ideas about how to do dating and how to counteract the pitfalls that I wanted to share. And I, and I do want to say, I don't think every, everyone needs to follow my path exactly, including they don't need to have lovers while you date and stuff. I really wanted to focus on my dating ideas, but sexuality was a big part of it for me. And I saw it as a support for my journey, a crucial support. And I think it would be support for some other women too. It definitely will. And it's like Elizabeth Gilbert, right? You know, eat, pray, love. She's not saying this is for everyone, but there's a concept that even it's a mindset, there's a way to go after it. And what you're saying is that, hey, this was my journey. And maybe you can take away some really awesome ways of being Yes. as you go forward into your dating life. And I Thank thought, you. yeah, it was great. Oh, good. Thank you for seeing that. Yeah. Okay, but now let's get to the juicy part. Okay, right, <laughs> what's on. the juicy? Okay, the juicy part is like, what were? Give us one of the craziest dates that you actually went on. Okay, um, um, wow, I've thought of a lot of the categories, but not crazy. Um, okay, <laughs> um, give, I, I have wild. some. How about I have wild? Some. Wild, wild. Well, you know, I have a category of magical, and I have a fun, fun. The, the okay. like the fun. Uh, maybe I'm I'm not that exciting, but. The, the funnest date for me was yeah. it was a com I knew someone I already knew and he worked at Google. So I actually had a tour what, the, that evening. I had a tour of Google, a romantic dinner in Palo Alto on a little alley that made it feel like we were in Italy and then a hot tub at the public um, at water water course way in Palo Alto. That to me was a great date. That was just it's so doing, fun. You know what you're doing for all of us? <laughs> you're giving us like amazing ideas uh -huh. of different ways you can look at great dates. I uh -huh. love it. Okay, okay, good. So that okay. Was, that, that was, was that was a fun one, but now what about the magical? The, the magical one was a guy who um I had met him on a Sierra Club hike and I thought he was very kind. And um and and he 
what he, so I went to his house for dinner eventually after a few dinner dates. And he had made a house that was kind of like a Bali hut. It was a hut in Bali and he danced African dance. And, and he, so he had all these exotic things around. And so he had all this incredible music playing and he made me a dinner that was very exotic and that we ate in a dining room with all these statues and masks and things in it. And then he took me outside up to the back of his house where there was a hill and he said, follow me. And it was February and it was freezing. And I was following him in my nice sandals. And I was going, oh, God, what's going on? And we walked up this hill, but I trusted him because I knew him a little and he was kind. And it, all of a sudden in the middle of the hill, there was this hut with ephemeral music playing, angelic music playing out of this lighted hut that was glowing with candles, which he had just put in. And it felt like we were in Lord of the Rings, the side of the hill. And we, we, it was, we were going up the hill, up the steps. And then we got to the little hut. We looked down on his house that looked like it was a little miniature house. And it was just so incredible. I, I just felt so um, um, blessed to be in that situation that he was offering that to me. And, so I, and I, yeah. How did you decide which men to sleep with and which men not? I mean, oh, cut to okay. the chase here. Yeah, okay, good question. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the men, um, mostly I slept with the ones that I knew already um, because there's a safety issue. Um, and, and I knew a lot of men from the Human Awareness Institute. I've been going to workshops for, <laughs> for 10 years. And a lot of those men were single. And so we'd all been kind of eyeing each other, but I'd been with Peter for seven years. So uh, it was, um, so most of them, I had some familiarity with and we'd been kind of been flirting and, and, and I felt safe with them. Because yeah. um, people that I just met out in the world, like, this Sierra Club guy, I actually did sleep with him on the third date, that date, the magical date, because I was just so blown away. And I, but we slept together, but didn't have sex. I, I said, I said, I was, had a little wine and it was cozy and I just couldn't imagine driving home. And he said, would you like to stay over? I said, could we sleep with clothes on? And he said, yes. So when, is, so when did a guy get frustrated with you like ah you know hey you're going on this you know aren't don't yeah. you really care for me don't you want to stop this you know don't you want to stop oh. this right now and let's start a relationship mm -hmm. this is what you're after how did that work out um well let's see the only one who I really protested was it's right on the first page of the book that when when I when when the guy I was seeing um, found out that I was still sleeping with other people. I still had other lovers. And I said, he said, How, we, but we'd only had three dates or four. And, and I said, How, he said, how can you do this to me? And, you know, he was really hurt because I, I, I realized he had the concept of monogamous dating, that when you date, you date one person at a time, and then you go, you know, until you figure, until you figure it out. Well, that's what I was trying to avoid. I wasn't planning to try to sleep with a lot of people. I was just had my lovers on the side who were two and then three of them. Mm -hmm. And then if I, I'm very affectionate. And so I like, if, if I feel safe with someone, I could, I liked it. I, I slept with many men with before having sex. And, um, and that is one of the things I knew from my experience. It's, it, it's about being able to say what you want and it's about communication and realizing that we are at choice every minute. Mm -hmm. um, the founder of Human Awareness Institute likes to say, every second you get a second chance. 
which means that if you're in the middle, if you're starting to be with someone and, and they say, let's, would you like to sleep over? And I say, could we sleep with no clothes on? They said, no, I, I need to just make love to you. Then I would, I would say, okay, I, th I think I won't stay then. Mm -hmm. I have, I've, I had to feel um, like I could do that. And I did that in date yeah. number one. Yep. I remember I read that. Yeah. And so let, me, let me ask you something so, that you said that you dated multiple dates. This must have been exhausting for you. I mean, this is, you're dating certain guys multiple times. You're going out there, you're finding new guys. I mean, how did you manage your schedule? Well, I, um, it did take two and a half years to get to 50 days. And, and I was working full time. I had a job, um, luckily that I was off for the summer. So summers were, were great, but I just kept steady at it. I mean, I had weekends. I mean, I usually tried to do something on a Friday or a Saturday night, mm. not weekdays usually, but the weekends. And I just kept, kept going. And besides high as a funnel for, yeah. your, for your dates, where else, where else did you find these dates? Were you online dating? having friends set you up, what was happening there? All of those, all of those. I had, um, um, I didn't, I did have an online ad, but not until halfway through the project after a date 25. In fact, date number 24 helped me write my online ad. <laughs> and, what did this um, online ad say? <laughs> well, it was very specific and which, so I got hardly any responses. I said, I described my whole life and how I like being a clothing optional places and, and work and personal growth workshops and things and how I want to someone who is has their own life and their own projects and I was very specific it was and and I got a few people answering I had about five or six dates that came from online um, dating I also as I said I went to the Sierra Club singles in my area there are lots of singles groups so the Sierra the Sierra Club had a singles hiking group so I went with them and the 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 nearby meditation center, Spirit Rock, has uh, had a singles meditation night. And I went there and met one, somebody there. Um, one of my dates, um, actually one of the lover, who, guys who ended up being lovers, he set me up with two people. I, it didn't end up working, I didn't, I didn't like his taste. <laughs> but I, at least I went out with him, he offered two people. And um, uh, then the I happened question, to- The real question is, did he offer another person and suggest a threesome? Actually, that actually, that was, that did happen. Actually, yeah. good, good I, guess. That was one of my guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not a date I wrote about. I didn't write about all 50 dates. I wrote about about 25 of them and referred to the others. The, the, the threesome was more hilarious than sexual. It was just <laughs> very funny. It wasn't, wasn't very, um, and it didn't make me like the other guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I always thought that that would be, you know, something that, you know, there was a question once uh, in a truth or dare, and it was like, truth or dare, would you rather have a threesome with another woman and a man or two mm. men? And I always thought like, God, that's really interesting. And you, truthfully, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. either either combo can be nice, but it has to be the right setting. And it has to be an attitude. And things. Very, yeah. It, you got to have a very open attitude. Um, yeah. Okay. So as we go into, and I know there's like a thousand questions, people are probably thinking in their mind, mm -hmm. they're like, Hillary, ask it, ask it. <laughs> I feel like I kind of have girls and boys out there. Um, but okay. you finally on was oh, yes date number 49 mm -hmm. you finally met your match yes i really and, did and i gotta tell you what i kept thinking is all right she went out with number 50 what if she had met this guy earlier in this process 
So tell me, tell me. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I had made, I had made a pact with myself that if I met the guy, you know, anywhere in the project, I would stop it. If it really was the guy, if I could tell, but to, but to tell you the truth, I wouldn't have recognized the guy I ended up as the right partner for me until I'd been through all those dates. I really felt the value of having gone through a lot of different types, not gone through, but experienced a lot of different types of men. <laughs> was that and a Freudian slip? Uh, maybe, 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 but, but it, it was, um, I, I just felt like, one of the things, you know, everyone says, have a list of what you want. Well, I didn't develop my list till about halfway through because again, I was trying to be open to what types of people would I like? What would it feel like? And, um, and I was really thinking of it as a research project in which I gather information about what I want. And each date I would say, did he have something I like and want and did they? And so when I met Jay, um, I actually wasn't sure I wanted to date him. He didn't seem quite right, but he became quite right towards the end. And so- and Explain to people, because I understand what you're saying, but explain what you mean by that, that initially he wasn't quite right and then he became right. Well, one of the things was um, he was still married. So that was a red flag, obviously, but he was married with an, in an open relationship. But that was a red flag because that meant he was dating a lot of other people. They, they were both dating a lot of other people. And so I thought, well, I don't want to be a married person. And I don't want to be with someone who's seeing a bunch of other people. I wanted, I was really clear that I wanted my own partner. So I kind of kept him, he wanted to date me, but I said, you know, I'm more, as I got towards the end of the project, I, I really did start focusing in on men who are available. And, you know, because before I saw a lot of men who were not available, just to try out their type. So now I'm getting to the available men. And, and so um, it, we had this moment of, um, uh, I was kind of putting him off, wasn't sure I should date him. And then I just, I was near the end of my project and I was getting up to 50 and I hadn't found anyone. And I thought, okay, I need a break. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to do this again. I have to, you know, I, I will go, I, I'll do the whole project again if I can't find someone by 50, but I need a break. And things conspired. I had a sabbatical from my job. I had all my miles saved. So I booked a trip to Greece for myself for my 60th birthday. It was my 60, and that's what was gonna be my break. And I thought, I'll just see what, you know, what, what's over in Greece. Yeah, my next, the last couple of dates will be in Greece, I decided. And so I was talking to Jay on the phone about whether I should date him. And I happened to mention that I had this trip to Greece booked and he said I have the time I have the miles I could go to Greece and it was this moment when it all came together of I not only do I want to go to Greece with him I want to date him or either the other way around not only do I want to I know I want to go to date Greece and it but wait, felt, wait had you already had a date with him no had not had a date with him I bumped into him at certain parties oh, and wow. I knew I was attracted to him and I knew that he was actually a great guy but I still thought married but and also I, I had learned by then that his marriage was breaking up. So the, the marriage part was going away, but he was still, I every time I saw him, he was with a different woman. So I felt like, you know, not who, but, but I realized he was the type I wanted that the type. Of, so I took a chance and said, let's talk, let's have a date. And we had a pretty amazing date of the, our first date was a bike ride, um, going to a memorial service of a woman who, that we both knew who had died our age. And then we went to an Oscar party with some other friends. So it was this great combination of, of stuff. And we just felt so comfortable. We, we were so comfortable with each other. We barely kissed. We kissed. We did kiss. 
Um, we didn't sleep together for a couple of times and we didn't have sex for three or four days. We were just so happy to just be together. But then you went away. Yes. And then that's where the magic happened, but you still had one more date right. for the book. Right, right. And what I had booked a month long. Who is this poor guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, well, first of all, when I started seeing Jay at home, I thought, I can't do the 50th date because I would be untrue because yeah, I think he's yeah. the guy and I, that would be untrue, unfair to anybody. So I just gave it up. I, you know, I'm going to have to just have, go with 49. And then I, my book, my trip to Greece was for a whole month and Jay could only come for two weeks. So he came, we were totally in love. It was felt like a honeymoon. It was incredible. He left. I was there um, by myself, enjoying my last two weeks in Greece on a, on a clothing optional beach in on an island. I, we didn't go to, we just went to the islands, not to the mainland. And I was missing Jay so much. And I, but, but um, this guy on the beach asked me to play with him. He said, come, come play with me. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm in love with Jay and I protecting my last three days at the beach. And then I realized, oh my God, he would be the perfect 50th date because he, he was a Greek guy. He wouldn't expect a relationship. <laughs> So, um, and then I, then I couldn't find him. I had said no and I, he, I lost him. And, and uh, so it was a big kind of um, concern about will I find him again? And I looked for him every day and he was never there. And, um, and then I found him on the last day. <laughs> and that was my last date. Ah, I love that. that. And you know what? I say, thank you, God, for letting her find someone because I can imagine doing another 50. Oh yeah. Oh, right. I know. Oh, Woo. I would have, well, I, I want to say one thing, can I add about that, doing it again? I felt like I was having fun the whole time. And this is why I wanted to write the book. I had a wonderful time. So that's why I felt like I could do 50 more after a break. It was a little tiring, but it was, I was upbeat the most of the time. The amazing thing is when I wrote the book and then read it, I thought, oh my God, I got rejected a lot. I got, I cried a lot. I got rejected a lot, but it was something about the momentum of 50 with the goal of 50. I picked myself up and brushed myself off and kept going. And I perceived it that I was having fun, even though uh, you know I was what? actually so rejected a what lot. What would be your, as we go into rapid fire question, oh, yeah. what would be your suggestion to women that, you know, forget about the fifties, forties, fifties, sixties, what would you say are the three things that they should be thinking when they get back to get themselves back into the dating world? First of all, um, the dating is, is, a re is research. Dating is research and it's about three things. It's trying to find out how you are with somebody how, and then finding out how somebody else is with you and then how you both interact and to try to be objective about that research. And you can get the data, but then you have to evaluate it. And, and it, it, you, you think about it and how do you feel? And don't proceed unless you feel good. And, 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 also, and all, yeah, um, the other thing I would recommend is vi uh, vision, visioning with a vision board or, or a list of what you want. Because I was skeptical about it, but it actually did work. Um, I mean, it worked for me because I, had, I, have, I wrote a whole vision of what I wanted and Jay pretty much matches it. But it, you can't just put the vision down, you have to do the footwork. <laughs> so it's visioning with footwork because you have to get yourself out and you have to go to those parties even when you don't feel like it. Mm. Uh, sometimes I would 
break myself away from a little cozy group with my friends and said, no, I have a dating project. I have to go to this party or this meditation event just to see. And so it's, it, it, it's, it's persistent. It's seeing it as a research project, being persistent and having a vision. I think that is, it, it's so great because you know that if you are sitting inside your apartment or your house, you truly are your best kept secret, right? <laughs> Definitely, yes. Well, nobody's going to find No you. one's going to knock on the door. No, no, but I can guarantee you that. Right. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah, you do. You have to get out uh-huh. to be seen. And so yes. everything you're saying is so incredible. How can people learn more about you? Well, um, the best place is to go to my website, which is Carolyn Lee Arnold. Dot com, carolynleearnold.com. And there you will find, um, I actually have a thing of dating tips there, which is also going to be the giveaway for this show. Um, dating tips, also how to order my book. And also you'll see my links to Facebook and Instagram there. So that's wow, the, that's the so best perfect. place to start. And you know, one of the last questions I always ask is, what is your favorite beauty product? Name. Ah, Let's I have it, it right here. It's Boom. It's oh, boom. I have seen that. It is boom. They have this incredible lipstick. Yeah. It looks really dark, but it complements my skin. Is it not not only a lipstick, it's a blush. It's yeah, like you can put it there. Surface, yes. Yes. Like I yeah, I love it as a lipstick. I don't always I try to just get a tan, but but yeah. it, it, you can put it on and smear it around and they have but this. I really like it. Awesome. I love it because even though it looks kind of big and awkward, it's just what I need. I just need a little color. I don't wear a lot of makeup. Well, so. I've, seen, I've seen the ads for them. And they have this glimmer one too. So if you want to be special, you can be kind of sparkly uh, I, on your cheeks. I have put people, this on my cheeks. The sparkle know I have a tendency to want to put the sparkle out there. Yes, yes. Day. And they have a few other products too. These are the two that I, that I well, use. So. I will make sure that I put that in the show notes. Yes. So everyone can find that as well as find you. Mm-hmm. And then as we wrap this up, I like to ask one last question. Okay. What does powerhouse of possibility mean to you? To me, that means being, I just think of it as someone full of their own energy in a good way, grounded really in who they really are and that doing it's, it's how I feel when I'm feel like I'm at my best and I'm doing what I'm meant to do, whether it's work or a relationship or a travel or a writing, it's just that that feeling full of all, all your own possibilities. That's how I feel of it. That's how I think of it. That is awesome. And everyone is so excited. Your book comes out. When is it actually out and available to purchase? It's available on November 2nd, 2021, but it can be pre-ordered anytime before that. And if you go to my website, you can, you you can order the usual places or through an independent bookstore. It's really good to support independent bookstores these days. They're really struggling and they're very supportive of writers and women's writing. That's terrific. And yes, again, I enjoyed so much on the plane. I was like giggling to myself and I'm like, oh my God, yes, I get it. So thank you again so much for being here on the show. And everyone, I encourage you go out, get this book, 50 First Dates Over 50. I mean, Carolyn, it has been so fun having you on the show. Oh, same here. Thank you, Hillary. It's been great. I love talking to you. 
Adsley, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay. All okay. Right. Okay, great. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.